When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not Noah's Ark has been found and we are starting right now. With our affirmative tonight, namely Otangelo and Phillips, who you see on your right in their opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Otangelo and Phillips. The floor is all yours. I met Philip Williams uh, last year in April on Facebook, and um, it was on a topic about uh, Noah's Ark. And I did hear about that in 2010, about the Chinese team. And uh, I was excited about that news. But then soon a rumor came out that this was a fake, that it was a staged uh, hoax uh, perpetuated by the locals in order to make money with that finding. And then I dropped it. I didn't believe it anymore. And when I met Philip, then I um, was excited to know that he actually did visit the site on, on Mount Ararat. And so I started to research this. And um, I today, I believe that um, what Philip has seen there on Mount Ararat is uh, uh, effectively uh, the remains of Noah's Ark. And I have... Um, research that in depth. So I think that um, this is a very sound case, but uh, I think Philip will be the much better um, uh, host interlocutor to ex actually explain what he's seen there. So I give the, the mic to Philip. Just to introduce myself, uh, I am Philip Williams and uh, I'm, I'm the founder of a new school of origins called, it's not creation science. So I know you're prepared to address creation science. Uh, my school of uh, origins is scripture science. For example, I'm, I'm an old earth creationist, but I'm also a, a worldwide flood advocate. And my flood evidence is very different from uh, the creation science. So don't confuse that. And that will be, and, but I actually traced uh, a dispersion. By the way, I found worldwide archeological evidence of the flood. It's uh, uh, actually, they've been known for some time, but these have been interpreted as religious burials and they're on all continents. But then I, I traced a second dispersion of mankind that RJ was talking about uh, in another session from the ancient Near East. And I actually 
found it was coming from a mountain in eastern Turkey, known as uh, popularly known as Mount Ararat. But I didn't believe the uh, ark existed, and I was not interested in these claims for the ark until I heard on ABC News in 2010 uh, a group that was had found something on top of Mount Ararat that was matching my archaeological work. So. Uh, that, as Antonio said, became known as a, it got uh, positioned as a hoax, uh, but I became its defender. And now um, the people most interested in this site are archaeologists. And so we're looking forward to their report. I cannot talk a lot about the archaeological work, but uh, we hope to, we hope the archaeologists will be talking about it uh, maybe within a year. So that's all I can say about that. But, uh, and then I became the first American together with an archeological official that was with me to actually visit this site. And I'll stop right there. Thank you very much. We will kick it over to Jordan and RJ for their opening as well. Gentlemen, thanks for being here as well. The floor is all yours and want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here, consider hitting that subscribe button as we have many more epic debates coming up. Thanks so much, Jordan and RJ. The floor is all yours. All right. Can you see my screen? Fantastic. Suppose someone tells you that they found an artifact from Atlantis in an undisclosed location. They insist it's authentic and they send a video of them posing with it to the press. They refuse to allow independent experts to examine it though, and of the few that have come close, they all say that it was almost certainly a forgery. When challenged, they loudly declare that you can't prove it's not from Atlantis. Should you believe them? Obviously you shouldn't. Those making the claim have the burden of proof, no matter how much they might complain about it. The claim being made today is that a wooden structure thousands of years old has been found on Mount Ararat. Further, the structure is none other than Noah's Ark. As the ones making the claim, the burden of proof is on my interlocutors to prove that it is true. Perhaps today they'll rise to the challenge. Unfortunately, to date, the evidence we've all been presented is a collection of photographs and videos and uh, some sparse carbon dating that undermines the structure's authenticity and loud proclamations that they'll gladly give us evidence later for belief today. Moreover, creationists who are already convinced that Noah's Ark is a real thing and would, who would be highly motivated to believe that these claims are true have all responded that at best this is not the Ark and at worst it's an outright fraud. So our friend Philip went to the site around 2014, I believe, but the origin of this particular alleged Ark discovery goes further back than that. In 2010, at that time, Noah's Ark Ministries International, or NAMI, announced that they'd found a wooden structure high in the mountains of Ararat. They shared uh, some camera footage and said the structure that they believed was Noah's Ark had been carbon dated to 4,800 years old. So let's start with that carbon dating. The NAMI team never released the full story, but they did send some results out uh, to Dr. Andrew Snelling, who's a creationist, in an effort to get him on board with the find. So let's look at that. They sent three samples to two different labs and a fourth sample to just one lab. These numbers may be a bit confusing. Uh, they all represent ages before present, which means it's defined as before 1950. Um, and you can also see each result has an error bar, but uh, it's easier to see for a layman what's going on if you put it in a picture. So I've made, I put these numbers into a graph. So as you can see, the results from lab one and two are precise and in strong agreement with each other. Sample A was modern and they knew it was modern because it showed clear evidence of nuclear weapons testing, which means that the trees in question were alive during the 1950s. 
Sample B was from the late 18th century, and sample C was in the 14th century. None of these samples, all allegedly from the wooden structure, could have possibly been from Noah's day unless Noah was a time traveler. Of course, the press release that we all got conveniently left out those three samples. Instead, they focused entirely on the fourth sample, sample D, which was sent to a totally different lab. This is where they got their 4,800 year age from. Uh, in the lab report, or the fragment that we got, uh, they reported a calendric age of 6,891 years before present, plus or minus 4,467 years. In other words, they dated the wood somewhere in that yellow 9,000 year range. So the test, that the one they reported is a clear outlier from the other labs. And there's obviously something very strange going on with it, the huge error bar, but that's the only one that they talked about. So there's some open questions. Did lab three screw up their test results? Are they a reputable lab? Was there a methodological problem or maybe an issue at collection or did NAMI just not like the results of lab one and two? And so they went to someone who'd tell them what they want to hear. Well, we don't know, but this is just the tip of the weirdness iceberg. Doctors Patton and Price, both creationists, were originally working with NAMI to va validate their claim of finding the Ark back in 2010. Uh, they now believe it to be a fraud perpetrated by Parasuth, uh, it's his nickname, the local guide, uh, possibly aided by NAMI. Here are some highlights of their accusations. According to Price and Patton, uh, the group in question has been dishonest in the past. For example, just one among many examples of dishonesty, NAMI posted a chunk of petrified wood, you can see it on the left, as being part of, a dis of the discovery in 2008. On the right, you can see Patton and Price examining that wood. Now, you might be thinking, well, those two pieces look very different. They have different colors. And that's not your imagination or trick of the light. In fact, the original picture released by NAMI was doctored, was altered, in order to make it look more like wood. It, it wasn't wood at all, of course. It was volcanic tuff. Uh, but that's just one example among many that we could pull out. Eventually, Price and Patton paid the guide parachute 100 grand to examine the site. After flying to Turkey, they were dithered around for a month, and eventually, after a bunch of excuses, they weren't allowed to go see it. And after that, their relationship ended. Now, Price and Patton left the NAMI team, and they began investigating the claims for themselves. They met with local workers who'd claimed to have built the site, believing that it would be used as a movie set, and those workers were not did not appreciate being made part of a lie. Those workers' names have been withheld for their own safety. However, one person we do know is Dr. Silly Bayraktan, and I'm sure I've butchered that name, of Vigdir University, who spent 25 years studying that specific region, and he's on camera testifying that he was both aware of the fraud and was asked to help but refused to participate. Now, to be fair, NAMI and Parasute hotly contest Patton and Price's version of events. To hear them tell it, those two are both bitter, that NAMI found the Ark and not them, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it's, it's not clear why Dr. Sally would lie on their behalf, but that's really beside the point because there's an easy way that NAMI could have refuted these claims or that Philip could refute these claims or anybody could. It's a simple method they could use to show once and for all that this site is legitimate, that their carbon dating is consistent with this being Noah's Ark and all the rest. That method can be summed up in three words, publish their results. It's been over a decade since the original discovery. The players have changed now. Now it's the Southern Evangelical Seminary, and they've sent Philip Williams out there and some unnamed archaeologists. Yet since 2010, one thing has stayed the same. Not one paper has been published in a single peer-reviewed journal. No independent experts have been able to verify these details for themselves. Everyone involved seems to be going to great lengths to keep their findings secret, all whilst assuring us that the papers will be published later. Perhaps when later eventually arrives, we'll have something we're talking about. Until then, NAMI, Parasute, now... Philip and Ontangelo, they want to exchange uh, belief today for evidence later. They gladly pay us Tuesday for a hamburger today. Well, I don't accept that, and neither should any of you.
and now it's RJ's turn. Yes, uh, you uh, have uh, um, summarized this thing in great detail, uh, and uh, I will just kind of reinforce the point. First off, my regular disclaimer that I always make on here, nothing that we're talking about matters. It's not going to change one bit of the physical evidence. No scientists are paying attention to any of these issues. Uh, we're just doing this for entertainment here on the YouTube and uh, standing up for what's going on. But the other aspect is that, boy, James, you scheduled the wrong debate because Phil and Otangelo shouldn't be defending their position against Jordan and me. They should be trying to defend their position with Carl Wieland and Andrew Snelling and Bob Enyard and Don Patton and uh, Brian Thomas, the various people at ICR and AIG and CMI who have been dumping on this whole concept for the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, I, uh, I put a link into the Andrew Snelling piece, by the way, uh, Jordan, uh, that he put up, which is really quite an extensive thing for an answers in depth article, it's actually really in depth. That's rather unusual for them to do at answers in depth. Anyway, I put the link up to that so everyone can get to it. Um, you, some of the reaction to this, uh, uh, Bob Enyard, who is not the most credulous person in the world, was channeling from Don Patton, exposing a false claim of finding Noah's Ark. That came in 2011. Uh, Brian Thomas in 2015 at ICR, Noah's Ark air discovery in quotes, uh, likely a sinking ship. And uh, that's when that one is relatively short. And uh, then the other one uh, to really show snark, Carl Wieland at creation.com, the Hong Kong Ark fiasco. That is how they titled it there. So the point is, is that uh, Williams's argument uh, doesn't need to gain uh, attraction in our side uh, first. He needs to gain attraction on their side. The very people who should have been just really anxious to accept solid evidence for Noah's Ark are all uber skeptical of this. Uh, and apart from Norman Geisler, who in his dotage uh, jumped on the bandwagon and decided that there was something there, uh, Geisler has trouble figuring out how old the earth is uh, in older debates uh, and dates all the way back into the 1980s at the uh, Arkansas uh, creationism trial. So uh, he's not exactly a, a solid, reliable source on this. And all of this is independent of whether or not there was ever a global flood. Uh, if there was never a global flood, we don't really need to hunt around for an ark in any case whatsoever. So to find such a, a consistent disagreement, there was another one as well, uh, well, Rick Lancer, who's a young earth creationist from the Associates of Biblical Research. Uh, he also was extremely uh, concerned with this. So people of, of deep faith, are bothered by the behavior of the people that have been pushing this and the lack of scientific credibility, even from their own framework. Uh, what I hope we can do in a discussion of this is something that in the previous debate that Otangelo and uh, Phil had with David Neff, uh, where he was alluding to his model, uh, his Ice Age model of the flood, I really would like to know more about that. I tried to look as much as I could at his book that was on Amazon.com, but all of the excerpts from it, it's some 400 pages long, but the excerpts are quite short. We're all basically on theology, uh, nothing on geology or science. So hopefully we can discuss the Indian subcontinent and uh, the geology of there in relation to Ice Age evidence, in relation to volcano evidence, in relation to the Harappa culture, and all the material about what does he think was going on with that geological slice 
Um, and Otangelo, uh, you're, I believe, in South America. Any understanding you have about uh, this model as you would be applying it to where you live? Jordan, wherever you are, thinking about where that would apply. And I, of course, have the Pacific Northwest with the Columbia basalt and the Missoula floods and exotic terrains dating back hundreds of millions of years from uh, volcanic terrains out in the ancient Pacific Ocean. A huge amount of geology, but the one thing we don't have here in Spokane is Ice Age because the glaciers never got this far south. So I want to see more about what this model is, and I'm hoping in our big back and forth we can really dive deep into that because this could be educational in air quotes. <laughs> and I reserve the time then we can just move on to, to the fun and games. You bet. Thank you very much. Oops. James, unmute yourself. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you very much. From our opposition team, want to let you know, folks, our guests are linked in the description. So we would highly encourage you, if you'd like to hear more or read more, you can click on their links, which are below in the description box. And that includes if you're listening via the Modern Day Debate podcast, folks, as we are excited, we have a Modern Day Debate podcast now. And if you're listening to this debate through that, you can click on their links in the description box for that episode as well. Thanks so much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours. Tangela, uh, I'll go first. Uh, first of all, I had no idea. I, I was told I would be debating a few atheists, yet I'm I'm debating young earth creationists. If you're not young earth creationists, you're you're actually quoting as an authorities uh, a so-called geologist who who uh, has found human tracks. He's famous for finding human tracks with dinosaurs. Now, I mean, I, first of all, I, I really need to create is. Are you are you fellows a younger creationist? Oh, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. That's don't, all don't you try quoted. to play that card. No, no, you, that's all you isn't quoting you either here. No, Older I'm sorry. Ain't gonna when help you yet. quote them as authorities, you, basically you're affirming them. So no, I'm not. Affirming their expertise. No, I'm not. I'm saying that that the 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 uh, the target audience that you have, Otangelo is a young earth creationist. If you thrash this I, over I, with I him, I understand that. I understand that. But first of all, let me tell you why the younger creationists are against this. They on Mount Ararat sits on top of their flood evidence. Now, if this is Noah's Ark, young earth creationism goes. Uh, and so they assert that the um, Mount Ararat is a post flood um, uh, volcano. I'm surprised you don't know this. Now the other thing you're quoting, you're quoting a a geologist Snelling, who rejects radiocarbon dating. The reason why he does not accept this is not because of the data, but because, according to his recalibration of radiocarbon dating, it should be like if it's a flood, it should be like thirty or thirty thousand years in actual radiocarbon measurements. So you're you're quoting you're you're quoting these creationists and you're making your case upon their authority. No, I'm not. So I mean, well, you did. Can, can you show me in my uh, presentation where I said that the date should be thirty thousand years? No, you quoted Snellings. That's Snellings. Did I, what 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 did, did I say? you give to this uh, event? I, I don't. You. I'm. I'm. I. My dating is based on the pottery. So it's very. And the pottery yeah. can't be dated too. Yes, the pottery's date. It's, it's, and what it's, dates are you giving? Give us a time frame here. It's it's in the um, um, third millennium BC. It, it we're getting we we have 
there appears to be transcalcations, or what's also known as cubic curac or bethura, uh, a pottery that's this, the pottery that I traced to this mountain, and the product of the the same kind of pottery appears to have been found on this. Now that the archaeologists will be checking that out, really? and they're excited about that. This is something just astounding. Which and by the way, you uh, well, let, let me let me let me correct you. You you've made so many statements that you know are just wild. You know you're getting them from the internet. You know. But uh, archaeologists don't presume where I'm getting stuff from, Phil. Well, on the accusations, whoever, RJ, you weren't making the accusations, but I think Jordan did. Um, yes, he, he made he had a slide presentation. Now, first of all, he's talking about NAMI, and I'm not NAMI. You know, I made my own investigation independent to that. In fact, uh, NAMI is not much involved in this now. I, the archaeologists, I brought them there. Do you have and any peer-reviewed journals that you're slated to publish in yeah, anytime soon? Yes, they, they are. You can find them in the 2018 um, uh, symposium on uh, Malaret Noah's Ark. Oh, that, that, um, that, the, where you where you made a presentation, but that's often the case where people will present stuff. No, he's published. Present yeah, one of my at, papers at is published I want to there. know where we can read your paper in an actual journal full length. Uh, it's not a journal yet. It's, it's, it's now they, they will be published in journals. The archaeologists that are involved look, I, I, got a I'm, time frame on that in the next ten years or what? Well, let, let, let me. Do you, do you know why nothing's been done until this year? Give us give us Enlighten. a rationalization, Phil. Enlighten the us. mountain's been closed. Mm -hmm. Now, arc searchers can can violate the laws. But archaeologists cannot. And that prevents you from writing a summary analysis of the data you've collected so far for people to inspect? Listen, uh, the, the information that NAMI published and gave uh, violated antiquities laws, and it was a problem. They didn't and that know what prevents they were doing. you from writing an analysis of what you claim to we, be the data field? Listen, we cannot, we cannot without this being under proper archaeological adjacent, under proper archaeological license, we, we cannot publish. In fact, there was a gentleman named uh, Joel Klink that tried to do this uh, at ASOR back in, I think, 2012. Uh, and um, it, was, uh, it was taken out because it was not done under proper archaeological. The, the archaeological and antiquities rules are very, very tight. And that's the primary thing that's been uh, delaying. Uh, in fact, but they're good. I mean, it's good that we have this because this keeps, this makes sure that everything would be done. Okay, well, then we're, so, we're, yeah. we're kind of stuck on that aspect. I'd like to get on then to the applied model hold on. of the Ice Age then. Hold on. I still got a couple questions oh, good. on that. So have at it, Jordan. I, I brought up NAMI. I know you're not NAMI, but I brought them up because this is the same site, right? They, they investigated it before and now you're investigating it, right? So if the site was a hoax then, then it'd be a hoax now. That's why the, the accusations are relevant. But more important to that, this site was found in 2008. I understand it wasn't by you. Um, then an announcement was made in 2010. And then you go in 2014. And now it's 2021. And you're telling me, well, next year, they'll be published. It'll be published. So what you're basically saying is you came on here on the modern day debates to debate the affirmative position that this is Noah's Ark. And as evidence, you provided nothing. We're supposed to just take your word for it. Well, I'm sorry, that's not good enough. Why should we take your word for it? 
I'm not asking you to take my word for it. I'll ask, I'll, I'll report what I did. In fact, I'll show video of what I've been. I, I can't, in fact, even the, the discoverer and the people he learned the location of the site from, they don't, they've always believed this is Noah's Ark, but it's time for the archeologists to look at it. So even no matter what I do, it's not gonna be relevant. It's only gonna be relevant when this is done under proper peer reviewed archeological uh, oversight. Well, I, so, I agree, yeah. but yeah. then that begs the question. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying, you're not saying that that was confusing, I'm sorry. You're not saying that this is actually Noah's Ark. Is that correct? Uh, right, I'm saying I do believe it is, but my 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 way of actually investigating is to try to prove that it's not Noah's Ark. So I've set up a, a testable procedure. You know, if you know here, what are the ways that we can try to disprove this? In fact, that's how I went about investigating the flood. I tried to disprove the flood. That's and a, so, yeah, that's a great methodology, but. You're, I don't understand why we're here then. Why are we here talking about this if you're saying, well, I have no idea because I haven't done my investigation yet. Well, why not come back when you've done your investigation? Like, sure. I don't understand. We, we, we'll do that if, you, if you'd like to wait until next I, I, year. Or, but, but we won't be coming back here, I can tell you that. You, you have the opportunity to, to uh, get a preview of some things if you, if you want to do that. But, uh, you, you know, it'll be a, it'll, it'll be a, a different forum, you know, and, and you'll so, hear it. You'll, you'll have an opportunity to see it. Okay. So just so everyone in the audience is clear, what you're saying is you don't have any actual evidence, but we'll have evidence later. Trust me. Wait, uh, eyewitness testimony is, is, is evidence. L let me tell you, you cannot prove anything, any historical matter. You cannot prove that. Julius Caesar existed. Oh, really? In fact, there, there, there's far more evidence for Jesus Christ oh, really? than there is for, for G Julius Caesar. That's interesting. Yes. So, no, what, no, no, so no. What, what account do we have from Jesus' own hands of his conquest of Gaul, for example? Or what coins well, were it, minted? Do you, you really Caesar's think Julius message? Caesar wrote to his own account of the conquest oh, yeah. of Gaul? I mean, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 how about the coins minted with Julius Caesar's face on them? You think there was some gigantic coins? conspiracy oh, listen, in the first listen, century listen, of BC to invent Julius Caesar? Well, actually, now it, it, we need some philosophers, sophisticated philosophers in here. But they, you know, there, there's there is far more evidence. You could uh, uh, maybe. Uh, Guru, I'm a Roman could, era historian as well as American are, era. Are we going to do the? Are, are we going to do the arc? Or are we going to go into? I, yeah, I, and I want to get back to your ice age model. So what what you are claiming? What are you claiming is happening in the uh, third millennium BC? Is it a local event? Is it a global event? And what exactly are you saying is happening geologically? It's a global event. Okay, and what are you saying is happening? Well, what what happens is uh, the the Earth empties its water and empties it its water from where? From below. Did you know from there's below. more water? There's more water under North America than uh, there's okay. enough water under North America to fill the and all regarding the India. Where is this being displayed? The flood evidence. Have you ever heard of a geologist named William Buckland? Yeah, that's way back in the 18th century, early 19th well, he, century. He, he found evidence of the you, Are you claiming that any any uh, of the geology of Buckland's era is very impressive? RJ, you're cutting off. It's annoying. I'm so sorry. we're going to let him finish. 
well, let me tell you, you're building on Buckland's and uh, uh, in, in the and his contemporaries' work. They they developed the geological column. Are you familiar with the geological oh, column? Oh, let, let's jump farther forward. Please tell me where I would see flood evidence in India. What deposits? What evidence? Uh, it's 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 all over in different parts of India. Of course, it generally washes off the higher levels. There's not only in maybe some valleys in the Himalayas will you see it. It's mostly in the valleys. Um, let, let's, can I take India, which is, I mean, Egypt, which is a little more familiar to everybody? The place that doesn't like, have a flood legend. Okay, yeah, do that. It, they do have a flood legend. No, but, they don't. Um, uh, you're, okay, I'll, let's, let's don't be distracted by these. Okay, but you know, most, most uh, 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 of these ancient nations, even before the time of Christ, had accounts of the flood. No, and, they didn't. Um, I, know, I know you believe that. But they didn't. I but mean, you, you you explicitly oh jump in, Jordan. But I really don't want to let the Harappa go. I, I'm just saying, like, even if let let's just grant that they did. Let's just grant that ancient societies had flood legends. Is that really that surprising? Like, people live near water, that they have to. People, and I'm not a doctor, but people the die Harappa without lived water on the Indus River floodplain, which was okay. prone to disastrous flooding. There's some technical literature that I'm going to be citing in the in Volume Two of the Rocks. Where there is a whole big section on on flood geology and all of that stuff, uh, and uh, they know that the shifting in the monsoon cycles that are taking place uh, in that period around 2200 BCE uh, is accounting for uh, the decline of the Harappa culture. Meanwhile, over in the Indus Valley. Uh, or in the uh, Tigris Euphrates, you add those catastrophic flooding that occurred all the time. Those are the places that, that and the Yangtze, rivers that flood catastrophically produce flood legends. Duh. Look, look um, uh, okay, your, your, your opinion is, it would be a minority in the, in the science of anthropology. Incorrect. Tell me, tell me who disagrees with that scenario in the scientific community, archaeological or geological? Okay, uh, listen, let's, let's don't get distracted on this because we, we've got the ark. Um, I, let me, I'll just mention Harappa was a pre-flood civilization that was actually ended by the flood. That's why there is a script there in a, on the Hindus river that has never been deciphered. And the reason it can't be deciphered is because it was uh, terminated. That language was terminated by the flood. And, and there's that, also that's very few examples of it to go on. I, that's another right. topic I discussed in the new book. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you know all these, RJ. I, yeah, I know. I, I, I love to have a lot of time. Where, where in the Harappa culture, where in any of the paleontology and archaeology of the Harappa, are you claiming there is direct evidence of this alleged flood event? Well, you know, the standard uh, view is the Harappa uh, culture was ended by flood. The, the, not necessarily Noah's flood in, in the standard view, but it, it was a... What about 21st century archaeologists? Can you kind of get caught up there? <laughs> Listen, I work, I work with 21st century archaeologists. I work with world-class mm -hmm. archaeologists. Uh, can you, can you give you us their up. names? One thing I do want to mention is I understand how this is a relevant point, but it is something that I think the audience, I'm going to get grilled if they say, James, you titled this as whether or not Noah's Ark has been found. And so, Oh, okay. Well, we, we said it didn't. Can, and and that that solves that problem. Well, we can get back to that. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, the specific uh, discovery here. Uh, you said you're working with archaeologists on this. And they're going to publish. Which archaeologists? 
Listen, I took an official from, the, are you familiar with American Schools of Oriental Research? I've heard, known I've, as heard, I've heard the name. I'm not an archaeologist. Well, they're the primary archeolo American archaeological organization and, and they're preeminent throughout the world for the ancient Near East, for these cultures in the Middle East. All right. I actually took an official from that organization with me uh, when, on the 2014. And who visit. was that? Her name was Sheila Bishop. You can get on the ASOR's file and you can find out that she is a trustee and a honored, very honored member. She's just resigned from ASOR this year, I think, because she's going into a different phase. Also, um, uh, I was a, a special invited guest with the executive, executive committee of uh, ASOR back in 2012, I think it was. And uh, the primary archaeologist, though, that's, that's overseeing this work, his name is Octe Belly. He is a Professor Emeritus. How do you spell that? O-K-T-A-Y-B-E-L-L-I. He is the most preeminent archaeologist involved with the Uratu culture. If you know what that is, Arat. Uh, he was the uh, professor emeritus of uh, Near Eastern, ancient Near East at Istanbul University. Mm -hmm. And for uh, several number of years, he's been doing these seminars and publishing the results of, of different aspects of the culture. Now, the archaeologists don't, they just don't, they're not arc searchers. They look at things in context. So they're they're looking at everything. And from, what's their position look, on your hypothesis? I, I need to be such a stickler. Is someone, is someone like maybe moving something around like a keyboard or squeezing a water bottle? Oh. There's like some background. Yeah, that's that... me. I'm sorry. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I, I, I listen, Octave Belly is, you know, um, he, he is the premier archaeologist of this part of the world. Good, what's Turkey. his opinion of your hypothesis? He thinks it's very promising. He thinks it's probably the source of the traditions. And, and I just found out today he's he, eager. Has he written that up anywhere? Uh, yes. Uh, well, let me see. Uh, he's written many articles in his symposiums over the years. Yeah, but, if but you on check this it, particular yeah. point. Actually, he's on NAMI's video saying that, you know, the one that they published. He's saying just that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll all want to contact him and clarify that point then. You, you, you may do that if you can speak German and Turkish when I had him here in Charlotte. Ich spreche uh, ein kein bisschen Deutsch. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. You're, you'll, you'll, he'll enjoy talking with and you. And Sheila Bishop's uh, a view on your hypothesis? I'm sorry? Sheila Bishop's view on your hypothesis. Well, you know, um, she, 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 oh, yes, yeah, she thinks that this is likely. In fact, the ones that are making these claims that this is a hoax. Now, that's something that the, arch, the archaeologists just questioned the intelligence of anyone. Mm -hmm. who's and where, and and where has she communicated this information in, in writing? She hasn't, but maybe I'll, I'll get her on okay, my Okay, another podcast. person for us to in the next In the next month or so, yeah. Hey, so listen, if if you, a person's eyewitness testimony is evidence, 
If you're inclined to disbelieve it, you can dismiss anything. I have a purple dragon in my garage. I saw it. Why don't you believe me? Well, my, isn't my eyewitness testimony evidence? What, what, are you saying I'm a liar? Like, it, it can, I don't understand. Show, well, show, me, show me some videos. Ah, now well. we're into the next step. Beyond eyewitness to empirical evidence that can be inspected and cross-checked. That's how, what we're having problems with you, How Phil. dare you, sir, demand that I give you evidence? How come my eyewitness testimony isn't good enough for you? Yeah, because you're obviously um, just playing a game. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, obviously, you think I'm I, playing a game? I'm saying that I would. I, I believe that you saw some wood under some ice or whatever. I mean, I saw the video, so I'm not saying you're a liar. I'm not saying I. I believe you believe what you're saying. Okay, what I'm saying is that that's great for you, but your eyewitness testimony isn't enough to rationally believe it for anyone else. I, I'm not asking that anyone to do that. In fact, that's why we bring in the archaeologists in. But no matter what the archaeologists find, if it, everything, if it looks like Noah's Ark, if it smells like, if it's the same size and everything, it's still going to be, um, it, it's still evidence that can be rejected. You can you can reject it if you like to reject it. You can make up some plausible or implausible story and reject it. That's just the nature of evidence. Okay, so speaking of evidence, um, do you think that the uh, radiocarbon dating that was reported by NAMI and has leaked out on the internet. Do, do you accept those results or what's your opinion on those results? Well, I know a little bit more about that than you do, but. Um, Great, then uh, enlighten us. Yeah, well, I, I, I you know, um, I, I would rather wait on the archaeologists. Uh, the, the first one that was sent is the one that had the, the 4,800 BP dating. Uh, and it was a big piece. Uh, and then. They said they needed more, and they, uh, you know, they all sent these other pieces. But uh, I, any you know, of the I'm dating not, not, ended not, up in the time frame you want. Yeah, the forty eight hundred. The big, the, the forty eight hundred is perfect. Yeah, forty eight hundred. And you notice? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but but uh, as I so said, that's I'm, like six hundred years before the decline of the Harappa. That's not exactly a catastrophe. What trees are. You take some time to grow, and then after they're grown, you know they, you know, take some time. And listen, I'm not making any claims about the radiocarbon dating. I've not made one claim about it. Well, well I put you on safe turf. So I'm trying. I'm I'm desperately digging for whatever evidence there is, right? And so, and so, like like this is a piece of evidence that has been presented, not by you. I I understand that, which is why I asked whether or not you think it's authentic. Maybe you reject the whole thing, which case, fine. But it doesn't seem like you do because you, you seem to be referring to the 4,800 years, right? So given that we got a date of 4,800 years plus or minus like 4,000, what about the other two, the, the, the sample that is modern? They probably are modern wood. They probably are modern wood. I mean, uh, we've got some explorers there and they grab wood, woods up there used for um, for campfires. And, and this place, this thing has been visited many times. There's pottery in here. Um, but, but let me mention, if you want to do dating, I, I, tr I told you, listen, to the, you, got, you, you, must, you must listen to what I say if you want to understand my reason for having confidence in this site. But I actually determined that the Middle Bronze Age, there is a great um, cultural uh, discontinuity between the Early Bronze Age and the Middle Bronze Age. 
a lot has been written on this. And it's that discontinuity which I've I, I identified as the flood. And it's the exact date of the biblical date of flood. It's around 4,300 uh, BP. There's different um, in um, different archaeologists. Uh, um, you get a bibliography of the technical literature that you draw on regarding that alleged discontinuity time frame. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll find uh, you'll find it in my book if you want. Well, I can't see yeah. your book. And can well, well, you provide we can't do it. that? Can you make like a PDF file of it or a, 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 a doc file or something so that other people can see it? Because unless we can buy your book, we can't tell. Well, I guess we should buy it. I, I might even send you a book. <laughs> if, if I'd be delighted it. to add that to my library, yeah. and I would do a source analysis on it on an up evolution hour eventually. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unless, let's, what were we talking about? Noah's so, Ark or there, there, Noah's you were, Ark. You were, So you were explaining that the, the the early dated radiocarbon samples were contamination or, or uh, like, something know. wrong with them? Yeah. Um, I, 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 now listen to me. I dated it based on pottery. Okay. There is a spread, an unusual spread of pottery that happens in about the... Uh, uh, third, fourth millennium, about the third millennium BC, the, 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 right before the flood. And it's spreading uh, all over the ancient Near East. It's, it, it's, it has different names. It's called Kuroraxes because it starts in the highlands of the Kuroraxes rivers. Those are the rivers that come out from Mount Ararat. And the settlements are primarily in the highlands, which is very interesting. Uh, it's also called Transcaucasian. It, it, it extends from Georgia, which is part, part of the ancient uh, land of Ararat, uh, and extends down to Syria and to Jericho. Even some of it actually goes as far as Jericho. And it's just an astounding sudden spread. And then following this, we get the Middle Bronze Age, and I've, I'm able to correlate this. Now, a lot of work is currently being done by the archaeologists. They see a, a great discontinuity about 2300 BC. In fact, it's called the, uh, well, the, the 2300 BC discontinuity. Uh, but um, I have a. Is that the only discontinuity in the record? Perfectly the flood. I'm so, I'm, let me stop here because I think RJ's one that's. Is that the only discontinuity uh, in the archaeological record, just that anything. one? Uh, My he, mic's on. He asked, uh, if you yeah. can hear me, he asked um, if yeah. that was the only discontinuity uh, that is observed. Oh, no, there's discontinuity all over the world. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I, that, that, so there's, inf but, but all of it not dating necessarily to the same time frame. That in fact, if you look over a period of thousands of years, people are moving all over the place. Cultures are changing. Pottery styles are changing. Interactions are going on over thousands of years. What you yeah. need to do is move beyond simple pottery data to document that any of those discontinuities actually correlate with an actual flood that uniquely occurs at that time frame. And so far, we haven't heard diddly from you. Okay. All right, let's, let's, let's go with my chief flood evidence, which is in the prehistoric world, you you find these elaborate graves all over the world on every continent. I'm talking about dating back to what's the Neolithic or, 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 or the early Bronze Age. 
but it's all graves. There, there are people lying there of all ages. They're lying in these graves. They, they look like houses. They've got their pottery. They've got their weapons. They've got their adornments. What you don't find is occupational sites. All you have in, uh, I, I mean, again, that's yeah. why I'd like to see your documentation on that, because going back for many thousands of years all across Eurasia and other places as well is an enormous amount of stuff on occupational sites. So that one, my alarm bells are going off. Well, they, you're assuming that they've got, um, uh, are you familiar with the Kurgans that go through uh, Russia and, and Eastern Europe? Well, those are nomadic tribesmen. That's a different kettle of fish, but there are <laughs> well, several Well, that's one areas. way they explain that's one way they explain. Got, well, we know we know there are migratory people. The point is, you're claiming that there aren't settlements and settlement sites that are known in the in the fossil record, archaeological record prior to this period, and we've got tons of that all over the planet. You do apparently the archaeologists don't. I, in 2015, I was in the Republic of Georgia, and the uh, head of the archaeological organization of uh, the uh, of of Georgia was saying you know, studying these Kurgans and said, we find these Kurgans, but we cannot find occupational sites. So that would be like saying that there that there wasn't a New York City because people in the Dakotas didn't have settled cities. No, it's like saying we find people in New York City that are buried in these tombs that look like houses with all their everything they have, but we can't find where none of that's, that's getting into you your flood, Phil. Uh -huh. So I, I just want to try to tie this back to the actual site. You said that yeah. you believe that this is Noah's Ark because of your pottery dating. So, uh -huh. so it, and, and when you say that, I envision like you're seeing pottery from that time inside the alleged it, ark site. Is that correct? Let, let, when I first heard, uh, George, let me let me mention this. When I first heard of this announcement, you know, I, I, first of all, I was just excited because I just finished all this work on, on the flood and I'd trace it to this mountain. But I said, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if there's actually pottery in that structure that's matching the Kerbet or the Transcaucasian? <laughs> I, I, and, 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 and in fact, the, I first saw that pottery in a in that paper that you quoted, Jordan, of uh, uh, from uh, Randall Price's and Don Patton's, when they're they they actually published pictures of that uh, um, pottery that parachuted showed them, and they didn't recognize that they were looking at at the very thing that actually, as close as anything can possibly do, prove that this is the actual Noah's Ark. Okay, so just to be clear. Uh, uh -huh. the, the, you found pottery from the time you think the flood is at this site, and that is what persuades you that this is Noah's Ark. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, that's one thing. Okay. And so the pottery convinces you because you found it in the Ark. But the radiocarbon dating, and I'm a nuclear engineer, so I'm going to fasten on anything that has to do with that. Uh, but the radiocarbon dating, that is not legitimate because people come in the Ark and leave stuff all the time. So, Absolutely. So, so, they, so the stuff that doesn't fit the, the flood, that's just detritus that people have put in there. But the stuff that does fit, that's authentic from 4,000 years ago. So look, 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 we have people from some of the top radiocarbon laboratories in the world. In fact, that's the only kind that I'm going to 
I'm inviting to the site. And you give me their and, names so we can. No, I, I I cannot. They'll have to publish. I, 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 this is too sensitive. But uh, they they know how to do this, and um, and uh, you know, I, that's that's for them to do. That's not for me. You know, I I, I I'm. Uh, I'll wait on them just like you you will wait on them. So I, I will say I appreciate when someone, you know, hands it off to an expert or doesn't claim to have expertise in every field. That's great. You know, so if the answer is I don't know because that's not my area, that's a legitimate answer. But we we are at a debate and you are the affirmative position. And it seems like uh -huh. every time we dig for evidence, your answer is, well, I'll get it to you next week. You know, I'll hit you back. You know, let me hold a dollar. I'll, I'll get you back next week. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I, I'm trying to find something to hang my hat on here. You're just not giving me anything. Well, if you don't understand pottery, if you're not familiar with curvic curac and transconcation, I, I, I can't give you anything. But if you're an archaeologist that are familiar with them, uh, let, let me, when I was talking with one of these laboratories, now we don't speak in terms of Noah's Ark, but we do speak in terms of the, uh, uh, migrations and uh, my summary with them I said if if this is Kerber Karak and that's what we were talking these were experts on Kerber Karak I said we have got an exciting site if it's not Kerber Karak it's merely an interesting site so well, some of these archaeologists the flood model so to I, them I appreciate but, I appreciate I'm not an archaeologist. I never claim to be, which is why I'm trying to get to some peer-reviewed article so I can talk to the, I can, I can hear the experts. You, you keep throwing yeah. out, like, I have these top-tier experts, I have these labs, I have this and I have that, and that's, it, it, it doesn't seem I, like you I, do. Like, I, 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 no, I'm sorry. <laughs> please, please listen to me. The mountain's been closed until this year. Okay, archaeologists are not going to be involved in in illegal but you still collected data before and what we're trying to do it, is have to not, marshal it, that no, data. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry they you cannot I mean if if I would get I would violate antiquities laws to publish. If I took an artifact from that site, I would violate antiquities laws. Well but wait a minute, are you telling me that literally no technical papers have been written on any of these topics by any archaeologist in peer-reviewed literature since 2010? No, they have in uh, Dr. Bailey's. And you can't cite that material yeah, yeah, in relation to your hypothesis that not merely migrations were taking place in a region of the world where we know lots of migrations have been taking place over thousands of years for all sorts of reasons, but that this uniquely relates to a hypothetical flood for which you have as yet offered no geological evidence. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to discuss, I, I've told you that the archaeologists have got the survey underway. The mountain is now open, and we'll wait on that. That was not the question uh, I was asking. I know that, but you're you're ignoring me, okay? And 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 if 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 you don't want to wait on that, then fine, okay. But if you if you want to have some, if you want to answer some, ask some questions about this, based on my eyewitness account, and um, then I'm I'm glad to do this. This is an opportunity. I doubt you'll have this opportunity again. Uh, well, that's very possible. Uh, so, so at no point were you bringing up your flood hypothesis to the archaeologists you've been discussing as an explanation for these migrations. Oh, I definitely do. 
And which one of them agreed with you on it, other than uh, Sheila Bishop and Octay Belly, who we will be contacting to find out whether or not they affirm that position? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, <laughs> um, that would that would well, uh, uh, Doctor Belly. He just says this is like this. Is, in fact, he's got a he's got an expedition to to survey it. So why why wouldn't he? It's an archaeological site. He's an archaeologist. Right. The issue relates to whether or not he. It, it's more than just him saying, "Oh gosh, this is an interesting archaeological site," but that somehow this correlates with a global flood. Is he affirming listen, that position? Listen. The only person in the world who can explain this, what looks like a big ship on top of Mount Ararat, but can explain it in connection with a flood, to my knowledge, is myself. It's a different paradigm that I've worked on for about 30 years. Which is why we're trying to glean information from you, right, Phil. Right, right. And that's why you're here. Yeah, and right. so far, it's like nailing jello to a wall. Listen. What what do you want to know? What can I, what can do you want to understand? You want me to explain my paradigm? I, I'd have to go back. Yeah, and, can you explain it in in a sentence or two for us all? Maybe I can. Okay. Yeah. In the early 19th century, the archaeologists found a non-stratified deposits above. Now this is the same time they're discovering that. There are no human remains in the fossils like the dinosaurs and this early fish and things like that. So they're recognized in that the earth is, is old. But there is a there was a recent, uh, appeared to be a flood that the man who invented uh, paleontology, such as George Curbier, uh, had described as a flood. That was the only way they could explain these deposits because they were not stratified. They were just jumbled up. Way beyond a couple sentences here. Uh, okay, and we still okay. don't know what you okay. claim. Okay. It, and they call this the Diluvian. The 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 oldest scientific uh, uh, journal in America called the American Journal of Science was founded on Diluvian. So where's science. the Diluvia where you live? All right. The Diluvian was Charles Lau. Where does the diluvial deposit, the flood deposit, that dates to 20 right, right in my front yard, I was looking at where today. You it's, live. The red, it's the red clay in my yard full of stones. Okay, and you got any geologists in the area that agree with you on that? It's a, I have a new paradigm, so they have, let me explain how okay, that Okay, where is it? In, well, I'll, I'll tell you, there ain't no diluvial deposit well, you here in Spokane. Will you let me explain, will you let me explain this so you can understand it? Yeah, please summarize. I, I'm, I try, okay, the diluvian was changed from one year to hundreds of thousands of years, now it's been pushed to about a couple million years by Charles Lyell. Arbitrarily, he ignored the fact that there was, it That's was a uh, no That's version. I disagree. Okay, I'll, I'll just say, then, then it was later determined that this was Just to prevent not. any more mistakes, I'm going to put you on mute, RJ, just because uh, it's really important that we, we just want to let Philip finish, and then I promise we'll come right back to you. Um, well, just just continuing. Uh, then this uh, then this period that was renamed the Pleistocene instead of the Diluvian, they decided uh, uh, that it was a frozen flood, and they called it the Ice Age. But they arbitrarily limited it to the Arctic regions because they they would not have accepted the Ice Age if they had not found these glaciers in in Antarctica and in uh, Greenland. So. Um, that's that's how they got rid of the flood, but that had 
by the way, there were human remains found in these uh, in these deposits that were called the Pleistocene, but they denied it because they didn't want to believe that there were human beings that were associated with this because somebody might claim that's the flood. But once they had stretched this period out uh, from one year to uh, hundreds of thousands of years, they accepted these results of human results being in there and and, and instantly that created the antiquity of man, just in time for Charles Darwin. Now, and my that's your summary that. of your model. That's not a model. That's a odd summary of early 19th century geology. By the way, I put a, a, a mention in there. Uh, Martin Rudwick uh, did a nice 2014 book. He's written a ton of works on the history of geology. It's a bit of a cartoon to recognize that, but let's get back to that India example. Uh, listen, there is listen. an ice age in India. Do you claim that occurred 2,300 years BC? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I've-, I've Where was India when that happened? Let, 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 me, let me say, you mentioned Martin Rudwick. Um, yes, he's done a masterful job outlining just what I said. And uh, I wanted him to take this in because what archeologists have a problem with with their prehistoric chronology because it was determined from geology. So the, the ge geologists actually determined the early, uh, your, your Paleolithic, your, your, early, uh, your early remains of early man. And I asked Martin if he would, if he would care to take his work back to, to where it connects with archeologists. And he suggested that I do that. But you, you did uh, mention. Uh, I'd love to see the correspondence on that. He may be. He may have been somebody who was recommending that you go to do that work because he didn't really want to have. Well, he wanted the younger man it. to do it. You know, he he's um, he said that's yeah. But I'll get back to India's ice age. Tell us what you know about the ice age in India, and where was India when that took place? Oh, well, it's when you when we're talking about the ice age in terms of the deposits, we're talking about the Pleistocene. So no, that's not see... a Pleistocene ice age. Name me any geologists in the last hundred years that contends that's a Pleistocene ice they age. They don't do it now, but I'm challenging their paradigm. When do when do you think when do the regular geologists claim that ice age occurred in India? They they they, they uh, work on the standard paradigm. And can you be more specific? I know the answer to that question. I want to know if you do. I know. Well, the problem yeah. is that, uh, James, is what we've got here is two. <laughs> so um, we're kind of close to the end. And I think my side has been mostly the one lobbying the questions. So do you have a question you'd like to throw at us just in fairness? I mean, I have more questions I'd love to ask, but I, I yeah. want to make sure you get a chance to ask questions, too. Well, well, um... <laughs> Uh, not really. I mean, I understand you're working from the standard paradigm. You're working from the literature, uh, what's out there on the internet. And it's really unfair to you, you know, to come without having, um, you know, I'm coming from a completely different area and to really to be able, what you, um, we're talking about a paradigm shift, a major paradigm shift. And, uh, and a paradigm is basically the way you interpret the evidence. You'll take the same evidence and you'll interpret it in a different way. And um, but I, I do mention the the scientific methodology I use is to try to disprove 
and to try to make predictions that might be easily falsified. And the paradigm that I have is has, makes uh, powerful predictions, and it's and it's far better than the standard paradigm. So it it can be uh, that's that's the only way you can judge one paradigm against the other is how how simply does it explain the evidence and how testable or falsifiable it is. And uh, so that's about all I, I to say. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. So since we're you know getting yeah. into stuff we agree on, would you agree that Claims require evidence. So if someone's going to make a claim, the burden is on them to, to prove that that claim is true. Is that something you'd agree with? Uh, well, if, if the burden is really on everybody. It's, it, it, oh, you're, you're, you're basically using Hume's argument and that Randall Price quoted in this, you know, the, the more astonishing the claim, you know, the greater the burden is. Or it's, sure, I mean, you can use that, Sagan's yeah. formulation if you prefer. Or whichever, yeah, 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 well, fine. Um, well, sure. I mean, um, you know, if, um, if, if, I mean, I, it's, it's astounds me, you know, when archaeologists are involved in this, why, I mean, or why anybody would, would believe that this would be falsified when the archaeologists are going to quickly disprove it, if that's the case. Uh, so uh, I, I, I'm, I think we may have moved past those hoax charges. Uh, I hope we have. Because um, the, the, it's, Hope Springs it's really, Eternal, yeah. Bill. What? <laughs> Hope, Hope Springs, Springs Eternal. Eternal. It, it's so. So I, I, what I'm trying to get at, you know, it seems we both agree that you know claims require yeah. evidence, and it, it seems like we both agree that you should try to disprove claims. It, it just seems like um, throwing out there that this is Noah's Ark. Like, like we've discovered it. It's in Ararat. It seems to me like it might be premature, and the reason being, oh, sure. If we haven't done this kind of investigation yet, I'm always open to new evidence. If, if in a year or two, the archaeologists publish in a peer-reviewed journal that this is definitely a boat, and you know what? It's Noah's boat. Like, like I, I changed no, my mind. They, they, you know, but, they can't do that. No matter, I mean, that's not a, um, all, all they can do is publish the evidence they collect, and, and it's going to be open to different interpretations, and uh, some of some will be better than others, and um, and and the way you determine these things is is everybody makes a public argument, and and the one that convinces the most people will convince the most people, right. and um, so. Um, but but it seems like yeah. that that hasn't been done yet. It, no, it hasn't. Is, okay, so no, no. basically, it, it seems like the position everyone should be in is. Has Noah's Ark been found? We don't know because we haven't seen the evidence yet. That's that's good. Cool. Debate over. Gavel pounded. <laughs> it's the only <laughs> debate in history where we came to the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited this uh, for the results. That yeah, you know, we haven't heard yeah. anything from Otangelo. Otangelo, what are Otangelo your is in potted plant <laughs> mode. <laughs> Well, of course, I don't have the knowledge, the technical knowledge. It's not my expertise. I'm I'm here because I met Philip and um, I investigated the claims that it is a hoax. I've spoken to um, um, uh, Don Patton and I have a record of a 90 minutes conversation with him. And he has not been able to provide solid evidence that this is a hoax, that it was a made-up structure on Mount Ararat 
And what evidence have, were you looking for? What evidence would you have accepted? Well, photographs, for example, for people bringing up the wood up to the to the, the mountain, um, testimonies, whatever would be solid evidence. They claimed that the wood was uh, uh, transported from the uh, Black Sea to Mount Ararat. There is no evidence for this. I talked also to um, uh, Sahin, which which is a uh, someone which has, was all, also involved in that claim, the Hoax claim, he also was not able to provide whatever would be considered solid evidence that this was a made-up uh, site on the mountain. So the major players here which have brought up this um, Hoax claim, which I have contacted, they were not able to actually provide solid evidence to back up their claim. So just to be clear, just so there's no confusion, I'm not making the claim that it is in fact a hoax because I'm not in a position to assess that. I'm simply saying that people that have been in the area and associated with have laid these claims out, which should, I think, to, to most reasonable people kind of raise a flag. Doesn't mean that it is a hoax, but it means that um, we should be more cautious. You know, we, we should demand more evidence to believe that it that, you know, this is genuine because it's a big claim. Right. So. Uh, but, but it sounds like we won't get that for another year or two until or the, three or four or, five or however, or however or long it takes. To do I would say if if those sources which brought up that claim in 2010 would have actually rather than hearsay solid evidence, then this would be a settled issue. But I think based on the fact that the accusers do not have um, solid evidence to back up what they are claiming, so that is an open issue still. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the best we can say is that um, we don't know uh, because it. No, they uh, none of the accuser would ever agree to meet with me or with parachute. What you does that tell it. you? I mean, not a whole lot. I, I, if and I don't want to get into psychoanalysis. I don't know who these. I've never met any of these guys. Yeah, so the, the hissy know. fit world of creationists at loggerheads. We just sit back yeah, and watch. Yeah, like, uh, like uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know that it's a hoax. I'm just saying that these are the signs of things. These are the kind of of tells you'd see if a if there's something weird going on. You yeah. Know, with, yeah. You know, normally you don't carry reports from rival art from rivals, uh, and um, if they do, it, they they would never identify their source for the claim of. In other words, they base this on anonymous source. Now, th that really violates general uh, journalistic ethics. And I, the 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 newspaper that broke the story of the hoax, hoax was Christian Science Monitor. And I took the editor of the Christian to my uh, science monitor to task for this. And he, he well, we're not going to cover this anymore, even though he, he covered it originally with the editor of the um, Skeptical Inquirer, Inquirer did, did the first reports. But I said, why, why are you breaking a, a story of a, such a serious charge based on anonymous charges? And, and really, so everybody has been doing this based on, and that, that's an well, ethics violation. There was it's one slander, by the way. What? There was one source that, at least, that was identified, Dr. Sully, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to try, but Dr. Sully from McDear University, who I checked, he is a real person, 
I have he no is. idea who he is, uh, he, but he I, I did see him on tape say explicitly that he was aware of this hoax. He was asked to be involved and he declined. Now, maybe he's lying. I, I don't know the guy. He, but he, it, that's definitely not anonymous. May, he, he, I think I, I think we can find a whole area of agreement on the entire yeah. panel that I would recommend that Phil write a proper scholarly piece summarizing and uh, defending his positions and dealing with the fraud claims and all the rest that answers in Genesis or CMI or ICR should absolutely positively publish it and whatever responses they want to put in so everybody can see this debate going on up to date in 2021, not relying on stuff that's five years old and more. Listen, I don't need to do that. The archaeologists will be doing that. Well, I guess we'll they, see. They, they don't get involved so in frauds. They don't get involved in things that are that are I illegal or you know. Yeah, that, they, uh, if, that's not the point. That's you're you're skipping the point. You are people are accusing you of defending a thing that's that's very dicey. You insist that it's not dicey. That as a scholarly matter. The fact that you're all the material that we can find on it is at the little corners of the internet rather than in the various journals, even the archaeological journals. There could be ways to deal with this issue. Yeah. Controversies have been dealt with before in these areas, including stuff on creationist issues where uh, ICR and AIG throw brickbats at each other on natural selection back and forth in their various journals. The idea that that this would not be a juicy topic to discuss, uh, I can say, and I bet Jordan will agree with me, boy, we'd like to see that and have these points clarified. Defend yeah. your positions. If, if uh, the archaeologists uh, well, publish in a peer-reviewed journal, I will happily concede that it's not a hoax. Yeah, apart from the peer-reviewed archaeology, a picture is worth a thousand words. And so if, if my little video of the climb, which is my words and my uh, my pictures. I don't know. Did are we going to show that? If that doesn't, that's 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 my testimony. Yeah, I was expecting that we show we show that in our introduction. So if there is time that we oh, Otangelo, I put just, the link we do to your time. previous debate there. You showed that yeah. entire video in the debate with David Neff. So I put that link up I in mean, the live chat so anybody can go and see it full length because you showed it then. If. I, I, they only took four minutes for their opening, and so if they want to play their video, I personally don't have any objection. I'm open to that. Fill up in Otangelo okay. if you'd like to. Okay, let's yes. yes, I would I, like, I'll agree uh, to that, if I may say a couple sentences about the Ice Age in India first. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'd love to hear yeah. it. The, the Ice Age in, in India yeah. is not Pleistocene. It, it dates from the Silurian a couple hundred million years ago. India was not in the Northern Hemisphere at the time. It was parked down in the supercontinent next to Antarctica and South America and Australia. The Ice Age went from what is now the southern tip of India northward, which is why catastrophists like Velikovsky were making a big deal out of it in the pre-plate tectonic days back in the 1950s. Uh, it has been resolved. There are no Pleistocene Ice Ages anywhere in the Indian supercontinent, which in the intervening hundreds of millions of years had moved northward across the hotspot uh, where New Zealand is, and then furthermore across the uh, Seychelles Islands hotspot, which it was at the time of the KT mass extinction, and then slammed into uh, the uh, North American continent. So um, if at some point you wish to present any actual geological evidence for a Pleistocene glaciation, don't expect your paradigm shift that you're wanting to convince yeah, yeah, that's any a different of the topic. geologists. No, 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 no. That's, 
I'm, I'm, I'm have nothing to say one way or the other on that. Okay, uh, can I sh share the screen? Uh, you bet. Okay, all right, let's, uh, let me. Uh, This is yeah, the actual video has a sweet audio track. But... Yeah, I remember it was it was a perfectly pleasant background music, uh, but there was no narration. If you uh, if there is any sort of narration, like feel free that the audience can still hear you guys, Philip. Sure. If you want to add anything as you as you go yeah. through it. Yeah, these are my are my photos. Now, do you see these marks uh, like? the black substance that's on the walls that you can see in my behind me, I've got a picture of, of the same site. The wall is black, but the interior boards are brown. But some of that pitch has, by the way, see that a board there is, I think it's a cage board, it's spaced about right. It seems that the first deck has collapsed and a lot of material is just laying everywhere on the floor. By the way, I have counted in all these videos, I've taken screenshots, and there are over 150 different big uh, 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 wooden um, structures uh, and wooden planks there. So it's a, it's a huge amount of wood up there. That, that, that's what I'm, as an example of a cage post. Oh, that's my interpretation. Now these rings are very unusual. They're evenly spaced like a different kind of growing season. By the way, this appears to be the most the massive amount of organic preservation from this period of history, the early Bronze Age. So we're, it's a window on what things were like that nothing else would have preserved because this has been frozen and preserved. That's an example of the uh, wooden pegs or the nails that's holding this structure together about every 18 inches and it's common throughout the structure. And they are handcrafted, even though at first glance, some of this wood looks like modern wood, but we've never seen any wood from the age in which the pyramids were built. Uh, the boats that are in the uh, uh, Khufu's pyramid—that would be yeah. Except the pyramid. boats that are under there, and they're very and their similarities. See the even rings there. And the Egyptians neglected right. to notice the flood taking place while they were building pyramids.
I think we can all agree that we look forward to the time when a proper archaeological analysis of this site is presented for everybody to see publicly. And I think we can all be in 100% agreement on our urging that. Uh, what's the, the thing on the left there, the middle left? If you don't mind my asking, I don't want to step on your video. I was just curious. The one with the arrow um, yeah, and the looks, circle? Look kind of like flat, like a, like a plywood or something. I don't know. I was just curious. Well, I guess we'll find out in the, the uh, peer-reviewed literature. Well, thank yeah. you very Fair much. Fair is better this than a, uh, uh, Ackridge. This is a fine time to jump into the Q&A. So I want to say thanks for your questions, folks. Our guests are linked in the description. And also, folks, I forgot to mention earlier, we are thrilled about this upcoming debate in May. In particular, you'll see at the bottom right of your screen a debate on Bigfoot. Whether or not there is evidence for Bigfoot, that'll be a two-on-two. -two. We're really excited about it. I'm rooting for Gigantopithecus. It should be a juicy one. And so, folks, you don't want to miss that one. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell, and that way you can enjoy that debate live. We are going to jump into these questions. So thank you very much, folks, for your questions. Sigma Any says, stoked. Thank you very much, Sigma Any. Glad you are. Decepticons Forever says, to cover the 8,498 miles long, 16 meter per hour, not stopping for food or water, it would take a giant tortoise six, year, six years to get to the Galapagos from Mount Ararat. I think they're trying to, Otangelo, they're, I think they're trying to offer an objection to the flood narrative from Genesis, namely saying, hey, a, a tortoise just, there's no chance that they could get from Mount Ararat to the Galapagos. Yeah, where they this now is are, a I guess, found. Yeah, this is a big issue, and uh, I think um, the major young earth creationist um, organizations, they have um, tried to give compelling answers to this. Um, I've not found a very compelling answer, so it is an op open question. I asked Philip about this, and he said probably um, the, the, the level of the oceans wa wasn't that high that it is today. So there were probably land breaches where they could have traversed to go to Australia or so. But um, I agree, it is not an easy answer to, to, to answer. Tangelo, we are in agreement. Pork, pop the champagne corks. Biogeography is a terrible uh, uh, problem for them. I'll go further. They can never account for it. I, 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 I've got to, in my book, I cover these historically known uh, floating islands. Uh, where, where's my camera here? Uh, that 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 were they're actually recorded as being off the coast of it of uh, uh, of Africa, and and it, it's interesting that the uh, that the wildlife in South America seems to be climbers, cats, snakes, llamas, the the native. By the way, there used to be. Horses and camels in the Americas, but um, but there there was a big shift. Uh, you might be familiar with the megafauna extinction associated with none that of that age. was flood related yeah. though, was it? Well, it, in my paradigm, it is. It is the floods. 
You're tra- you're going to cram all of that geology into, into 4,500 years? A lot of questions. I hate to do this. But oh, yeah. Yeah, because we yeah, go, yeah go ahead, James. Again. This one coming in from Sigma Any says, why are there no kangaroo fossils considering the necessarily massive migration over water or not to Australia? And why did they migrate there alone? Um, my answer, this is obviously uh, directed by the same uh, zoologists who actually made these animals and created these animals. So, and actually there's, there's lots of ways to, to, you know, clever ways to solve this or even supernatural ways. The, the, in the, uh, the account in the Bible, this was not a natural occurrence. This was a supernatural occurrences, but uh, th- there was a change on every continent of the, of the mega, the fauna between the, what's called the ice age or the Pleistocene era whether it was ice age, whether it was glacier covered or not, and and coming after that. Gotcha. And so bubble. there is there is evidence that the you know that the animals change. Well, mainly because uh, humans and climate change uh, caused a lot of extinction. There's not been a spectacular amount of speciation events in the uh, post ice age period, and well, your paradigm ain't ever going to account for that, uh, Phil. It does wonderfully. It does wonderfully. We await your uh, monograph. By the way, yeah, this was this was really climate change. That that there was big climate change occurred. And by the way, in my paradigm, the world before the flood was actually colder, so the animals are larger. And oh, really? The dinosaurs yeah, lived in a cold climate. We're gonna jump. Listen, I'm not a I'm not a younger creationist. Please, I, we I don't think we're gonna find any di- uh, dinosaurs. This is not, you know, I, I like Ken Ham, but this is not his. His paradigm. So why are you leaving out the dinosaurs? Why do you why are you concerned with kangaroos and not dinosaurs? The dinosaurs are the birds, right? Well, the, the current... dinosaurs went aboard uh, the ark with, is with the birds. Do you claim that? Yes, I'm not a cre- please listen to me. I'm not a creationist. I'm a scripture scientist. A new so, school. Whoa, 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 whoa! You claim there were living dinosaurs at the time of Noah that were put on the ark. No, I'm saying no. Okay. He's saying but, that the, the dinosaurs were birds. He, oh, okay. I think and, I think it's. I know, Tangelo. Would you like to venture your opinion on this? I have no opinion on this. Oh. Juicy and. I see Such a good a old Mark, of curiosity. Mark Drisdale in the chat. Mark recently reached out to for a, an epic rematch as uh, we were excited about a potential debate with one of Mark's old rivals. So that may happen in May. Good to see you, Mark. But Bubblegum Gun says, to admit the Ark existed is to admit God committed genocide to exterminate the creatures created by other gods or unicorns or fawns or dragons, etc., I want that one. <laughs> Listen, if you Google up Bronze Age violence or a Neolithic violence, you will see the Bible is telling the truth when it when it says there was tremendous violence all over. The cities are fortified. Many, many of these skeletons from this era show evidence of violence. It was a very, very violent world. In fact, Drowning, I almost drowned several times, is actually the most peaceful way of passing. So it was an act of mercy to bring this antediluvian world. God to can't an just unmake people. So what has to murder them? Yeah, misplaced concreteness, Phil. Well, well this listen, he, 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 
he said, listen, if you don't listen to me, you'll get in trouble. So they rebelled and got I mean, in trouble. If I can just, I, I don't want to take too much time because we got a bunch of questions. It seems to me that if we have an almighty, all-powerful God, and he, mm-hmm. for some reason, wanted to kill every man, woman, and child on the planet except for one small family, I mean, he can just Thanos them, right? Just snap their fingers. I mean, what, why the whole drama? Just do it. Just painless. Like, that would require the, a God. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, actually, it's interesting. The, the scriptures, the God of the Bible, he, he acknowledges the regular ordinary processes. In fact, if there weren't these ordinary processes, there wouldn't be no such a thing as miracle. If everything was, you know, just fantasy, make it up as you go along, there, you know, it would be a different world than what science could study or what the Bible actually teaches. So the, the, the scriptures teach a regular order, a right order, but it does, it does, it, God did not make us as robots. So if, if we want to rebel, we can rebel. By the way, there's a second uh, judgment that comes. In fact, the early Christians used the flood as a type of the second judgment when he does bring the world to an end a second time. And that, that, that will also make a great change in the Don't world. And then the case. evil, then the evil is taken care of. Gotcha. This next People, one it's in. justice. It's based on justice. This one coming in from Sigma Any says, Otangelo, why or which do you consider more compelling evidence for the theist position? The ARC data, namely the kind of case that was made today, or the thoroughly debunked Shroud of Turin? <laughs> well, I hope that we will have soon a debate on the Shroud of Turin. I don't think that the radiocarbon dating uh, from 1988 is uh, conclusive evidence that the Shroud is not um, from the first century. So Juicy. And Farron Salas, good to see you, says, the Bible says the flood happened, therefore the flood happened, because the Bible says so. They're claiming that you're using, uh, Philip, I think they're trying to press you, trying to say that you're using argumentum ad populum circular reasoning. Um, I, I, really, when I started my investigation, because I was thoroughly scientific trained and historically trained like RJ, uh, I, I, uh, but I had reason for believing, you know, was um, I won't talk about that right now. And and I wanted to find out where did, where did we go wrong? But I didn't, I wasn't sure because the scientific evidence seemed to be so compelling that there was no flood. And so I, I made a search instead of geology, like the creation issues, I said, you know, the best evidence should be found in archeology. span So I made the first ever archeological search for, for Noah's flood and I published it and I did the migrations. Uh, uh, RJ, if you actually get the, that's why you need a hard copy. Yeah, yeah. And I, no, I, I would be I, delighted I do, I do and honored and we'll publicly you thank you email, if you send me one. Yeah, you email me your address and I'll get it out uh, pretty quickly. Oh, RJ Downard at AOL.com. No, yeah, I can, I have a copy, I can send it to you. Yeah, oh, I mean, your, you. your snail your snail mail address if you want a hard copy, which I want you to have. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah. No, you'll just email that to me. You got it. And this next one, thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Jeff Cordell says, oh, thanks for your kind words. It says, uh, thank you for hosting premium content. I'm glad to finally be able to join in on the fun. Thanks so much, Jeff, for being with us. We appreciate your encouragement. That means a lot. And Merlin72001 says, 
Phil claiming he'll get them the evidence later is no different than saying, uh, let's see, <laughs> let's see. They say, I don't believe it. I'm skeptical. And put the address in the in the chat, Phil. And uh, let's see. What what address? In the in the uh, the internal chat here. Only only we can see that. If you go down to your little menu and click on the chat thing, it'll pop up down at the bottom. You could always. Put, what, what are you asking for? Uh, the question came from Merlin seven two zero zero one. Said Phil claiming that he'll get them the evidence later is something that you could use for any type of case you could say checks in the mail <laughs> sure well you know it, it goes in stages this is it, this has been an incredibly difficult project because it requires for it, it bringing the world-class archaeologists in it, it requires getting uh, archaeological permission it requires getting permission from the government from different ministries uh, it, it requires that this that the weather cooperate after you spent huge amounts of money for an expedition and then the snows or something else or some political condition can even easily and of course the mountain has been closed and 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 that's quite true uh, I, I'm, I'm not here to do the scientific part I'm here with my own testimony. Uh, by the way, RJ, um, I, I say I, I don't know that this is uh, Noah's Ark. I do believe in my heart that it is. I just can't uh, provide the evidence that you know you would be wanting and others would be wanting, and um, that's why. And and I shouldn't be the one doing that. It should be somebody completely independent of me, and it is. Gotcha. And this one comes in from, thank you very much for your question. EndoXD says, do ancient drawings of dinosaurs prove that they coexisted with humans? Short answer, no. But, there are no, no, no. I don't think, it, maybe Antangela believes that. Um, but, uh, and, 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 and uh, Don Patton, which was quoted as an authority that this was a hoax, uh, he believes that and teaches that and famous for that. Um, oh, yeah, that's that, but, that's the, the, the official. You still see articles popping up at ICR and AIG on that kind of stuff. And there's a huge body. Phil Sentner, among others, have diced and sliced those arguments to shreds over the past years. Well, it, most of the creationist organization also uh, reject that, that as well. Well, they're ambivalent. They, at, the, yeah. at the top level, they kind of avoid the subject. But you see postings popping up quite a lot that still kind of wave them there, the uh, Ica stones and things like that. But that's a whole side issue for yeah. me. <laughs> oh, Tangelo, yeah. do you have any words for this topic? Well, in regards of uh, humans with dinosaurs. That's right. Um, I mean, there are some caves with images uh, which uh, portray dinosaurs. So, um, it might be an indication that actually people saw dinosaurs uh, uh, before the flood. So it is source uh, citation needed. Well, I have a topic on my library in regards of that. I can send it to you, RJ. You can look it up. Yeah, well, I got my address in there, so you can. Well, that's right. Yeah. You could, if you, yeah. You put RJ's uh, address. Feel free to put that in the old live chat for everybody. Okay. Dig I'm okay with it. 
I'm, I'm, I use my mug uh, 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 on all of my material. I think I've got my mailing address in my books in that as well. Uh, I, I have the advantage of being an old retired fart, and so uh, I'm down with the, with the doxing. We appreciate RJ. Why well, don't let you know, we appreciate RJ and Jordan and Otangelo and Philip. They're all linked in the description, folks. Also, uh, that's right, Philip, I've, I've got to get your uh, – what was the name of your – I can put it in right now. What was the name of your uh, webpage? I, I missed it while we were setting eighth, up. Eighth, eighth threshing floor, it should be the – no, that's the – oh, I have a, um, a website um, at christianleadersandscholars.com, and you could get my see my book on that. Um to be honest, I haven't done a lot of, uh, uh, I did hitch my work to this discovery, so it's delayed it, but it's also mean that I haven't, uh, there's been no organization promoting this, so you haven't heard it. Uh, gotcha. And uh, because it it, it destroyed, it, no, no organizations, paradigms that worked in this area, uh, you know, can, can it's, it's, this, this is not, it, it's a challenge to all of them. So it would require uh, a new, uh, something new to accept this that's you got it so, and yeah with that the next question is dave gar says how is the hike up mount ararat is it easy or difficult uh yeah i'm the only one that can answer that um actually um i, I didn't mention anything about that but we were actually uh, that journal that you were seeing on the video I was actually sending that out to some friends and it got into some the wrong hands. And we found ourselves being uh, a set of uh, spies, really bad looking people were actually uh, telling us. And that delayed us getting on the mountain for a week or two till we were able to, to, to uh, <laughs> convince them that we weren't gonna show them where the site was. And then after they, after we switched down, then a big storm come up and destroyed our mess tent and and we almost lost our climbers parachute had to had to get them out and had to make a new mess tent. so we it's almost the time when i only have a, another day two days and we're gonna have to leave and i i had the, the one day i got up and i'm said well i'm not gonna worry about getting ready to climb today because it's not gonna happen and parachute calls me says where are you i'm saying we're we're at the hotel and I, that was at 2,600 feet. That was at nine o'clock in the morning. Now about four o'clock in the morning, we've gone from an SUV to a Land Rover to horses. And um, so in about six hours, I go from 2,600 feet to about 14,000 feet. And I get altitude sickness. When you see me pictured in front of that, Mm, I yep. was so sick, I did not even want to go It's comparable to Mount Rainier, and people die on that every year. It's a treacherous climb. Yeah, I, but I said, uh, Parachute said, who's going to go in first? I said, well, let Sheila decide. And she decided to go in first, the, the archaeological official. But when she, by the time she had gotten in or while she was in there, that sickness just miraculously disappeared. So I'm when when I so I'm go, I'm really alert while I'm in there, and uh, I you know I'm not using my tools I'm using my hands for measures and everything. Uh, so then we come out, but we've got to get down before nightfall. But as soon as we get out, that sickness returns, and I expected to die on that mountain, and, and the parachute took. Sheila had and got her off of it and uh, Davout 
the other gentleman you see in one of those pictures, he, he allowed me to move just a few feet and we, you know, but if we stopped, we would freeze to death. If we kept going in the nightfall, you know, we would, it's, it's impossible. It's, it was too treacherous. And, uh, then I heard him, uh, he, he kept encouraging me. And then he said a horse and a horse and parachute was able to get a horse up there to get me off that mountain. And uh, while I'm on that horse, I'm delirious. I, I, I hardly remember the, the climb back. But the only way to treat altitude sickness is get somebody off the mountain. But he saved my life, Parachute did. Yeah, I think we can all agree as well. We love the political circumstance in that region to settle down to the point where archaeologists and scientists can positively crawl over the area freely to investigate all of these things and settle an awful lot of issues. I think we can all give thumbs up to that. Gotcha. And this one from yeah. Tisha Thomas says, Dura Pinar site is the Ark. If any one of you wants to see the scientific, in all caps, proof of the global, in all caps, flood, then get it from, quote, one, two, three, four, five, proof of God. Gotcha. I think he's being snarky. Now, there's there's <laughs> another site where they did like this this electrical imaging that might be the site he's talking about. The pictures are super fancy. Like you can't throw a stick on that mountain without hitting an arc somewhere. <laughs> gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. Endoxd says we're Nephilims, namely giants who are four four thousand five hundred feet tall on the Ark. <laughs> were they swimming uh... around for an entire year? They're talked about before the flood and after the flood. I think that number is kind of an exaggeration. Yeah, I think the Nephilim are like, uh, like giants, but not like, you know. The Bible is very vague on the yeah. subject, and there's been an awful lot of fan fiction done by apologists over the years, and I will leave that to somebody with a stiffer stomach than I have. <laughs> oh, Tangelo, what are your thoughts? People are dying to hear yeah. you speak, Otangelo. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about these Nephilims. This is uh, too speculative for me. I mean, the Bible mentions them, but um, um, since there is not much uh, um, details in regards of those, I am not very interested in that subject. And well, we know that Nephilim are free. Yuck, yuck. Well, I mean, the, the Nephilim... <laughs> There, there are people which speculate on these topics. I don't. So, yeah. Juicy. Apparently, Nephilim and people were like boinking unauthorizedly, according to Genesis. But that's about all that we get on them. Next up, book, I... this one comes in from. Do appreciate your question. Creo debunk says, "Please ask the old Earther." So, do I understand right? Otangelo, young Earther, Philip, you'd be old Earth. Yes. And please ask the old earther, uh, Philip, his name's on the screen, Creole. Okay, say, say, what is his flood and general paleontology model? Uh, well, the, the flood is these prehistoric, uh, the archaeological evidence is these prehistoric graves. Um, the, um, the zoological evidence is the, the megafauna extinctions. And um, by the way, um, uh, RJ, mm -hmm. the, the end of the Ice Age is an interesting thing. Uh, I, I challenge uh, most archaeologists to determine it was done before. It was determined to be about 12,000 years ago. That's the Holocene before scientific radiocarbon dating, and it's still uh, 12,000 years. 
Oh, that's and, because there was a lot of independent ways to date that that didn't involve the direct dating. Uh, it was kind of interesting how they did date that. If you know the history, it was originally based on erosions of Niagara Falls, and Lyle was very much involved in that. And because Egypt was covered in the Ice Age, they determined that Ice Age had to end when Egyptian civilization mm -hmm. No, Rose. there's no yeah. there's no Pleistocene glaciation in in that the uh, all, that's way in fact that was uh, an entirely different area of the Mycenaean salinity crisis and all that other stuff and, and there was no ice age in Egypt but, in recent times. Oh uh, well, well we're, we're we're talking about the it was covered with water and Lyle attributed it to the melting of the waters of the ice age. He, well, he was Lyle very much thought in the 1860s. And what modern geology has developed since then are there, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> there's, there's, they're still taking the date, and the only thing that I can find of where they got the date for the end of Ice Age and the beginning of Egyptian civil, civilization was Herodotus uh, uh, speaking to an Egyptian priest, and based on a mythical priesthood that he calculated about twelve thousand years ago. Yeah, well, we've got way more archaeology on that, including the desertification of the Sahara, uh, paleoclimate work on the pre-dynastic period, and I and that's why I would like to see your book to find out how yeah, much of that yeah. pops up in your bibliography. I'll give you the last yeah, word, Philip, because the question is for you. Then we got to go to the next question. Okay. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's interesting that they still they're still confirming the mythically derived date of about 12,000 years or, or maybe 14,000, depending on how you, how you count the dating of Herodotus. So okay. the, the scientific dating is confirming the dating based on a myth. Nope. Which, yeah. This one from Harry White for you, RJ, says, mm -hmm. will RJ debate Kent Hovind on Young Earth creation? I have already, but I will, con if anybody wants to set it up for a rematch. That was our uh, first. I, I, uh, I, he, I called him a bottom feeder, and he called me the altar boy of atheism, and we ended on such a charming note. <laughs> it was very sweet. That was our first big debate here at Modern Day Debate, folks. That yeah. was uh, our first one where we had over 30. Yeah, years. and you had thought that I didn't want to debate Kent, and I was telling you, au contraire, I have been itching to debate Kent for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I debated him, and it, he, he was great. I don't know why you two got into it. He loved me. It was a oh, fun well, one. Well, you're, you're, I'm an old fart. You're a cuddly. I'm, I'm about the same age as Kenty is, and both of us look like we've been left out in the rain too long. It was epic. It was epic. Oh. So, next, next up, thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Mark Drisdale says, please, one question. We have seen the effects of inbreeding in cheetahs. How is the two times two even slightly realistic? I think they're saying like bringing on. I'm not sure what they mean by two by two. Was it? It's, it's the, 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 uh, uh, unclean animals are uh, two animals. Uh, clean animals are seven. The major point is: is the population genetics of any arg, uh, animals aboard the ark consistent with what we see? Uh, people like uh, Jeffrey Tompkins and Nathaniel Jensen tried to argue that there that it is consistent with the genetics, but they haven't convinced any geneticist of that. And I can kick that over to Dan Stern Cardinale, who is a geneticist who will guffaw in great detail to point out why none of that holds water. The term is genetic bottlenecking, I believe. Yeah. We'll give uh, Otandolo, I think it was originally directed, uh, it was an argument toward you or a, a challenge toward you. We'll give you the last word and we'll go to the next one. Otandolo, what are your thoughts on this in addition to RJ? Uh, what was the topic? What was the question? Oh, Tangelo. <laughs> they said, we have seen the effects of inbreeding in cheetahs. How is 
two bringing on a male and a female of each animal for a lot of the animals, though different numbers for different animals. How is that possibly going to work out with the inbreeding of just a single pair of, let's say, cheetahs that you bring on the ark and that get off the ark afterward? No idea. I've not studied the topic. Gotcha. And thank you very much. He also asked, how was it okay for Noah to, quote-unquote, know his grandchildren? Oh, he had a drinking problem, too. Otangelo, I think this is for you. I think he's thinking a lot. When they say no, they don't mean, like, meeting them. They mean... They mean it in the biblical sense. Yeah. Right. Any thoughts, Otangelo? A lot of incest after that flood. That's that's rabbinic myths. It's not in the scripture. Gotcha. Next one. Thank you very much for your question. This just flew in. Harry White says, will RJ debate Kent Hovind? Oh, I got that. So want to say thank you very much, folks, for your question. The record cracked. We're, 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 we're repeating ourselves. <laughs> we want to say thank you so much to our guests. It's been a true pleasure. We really do appreciate them. We are going to let them go as we really do just appreciate them spending their time with us. They're linked in the description, folks. Highly encourage you to check them out. And so I think this was a so fun much. chat. It was indeed. So with that, folks, I will be back in a moment with a post credit scene letting you know about sweet upcoming debates such as this one, a Bigfoot debate in Wow, this month, it's already May. So I'll be right back in just a moment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.